We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge apply. Ctmobile.com. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. Welcome back. We are waiting to see if we can get um, our, our friend from KSTP, Tom Hauser. Uh, he's going to be joining us for this half hour. Do we have our guest yet? Awesome. All right. Tom Hauser is joining us right now. Why? Well, as you may already know, Election Day for 2022 midterms is Tuesday, this coming Tuesday, right? Day after tomorrow. While early voting has turned out stunning numbers, many people are getting as much information as they can before heading to the polls. I know I'm one of those. Now, Tom Hauser is one of the best sources around when it comes to what we should know about all the candidates and issues. The veteran political reporter for KSTP-TV is gearing up for another busy night of defining decisions at the ballot box. And of course, yeah, he actually is one of our hosts here at WCCO, filling in for several people. He's joining us now on the John Schuster Caldwell Banker Hotline. How are you, Tom? I'm doing well, Geraldine. How are you? I'm doing well, sir. I'm so grateful that you uh, were able to join us tonight. You know, um, here's the thing. When we start listening to the pundits and they talk about what's happening and who's voting for what or, or who's talking about voting for how many you know, people are going to go to the to the precincts and really just start saying, hey, this is who I want to support. I wonder how, how well that is working now. So much has changed in the way we vote now um, or the, the way people think about the voting process. And I think it has been detrimental in so many ways. Do you agree? Well, you know, there's a, there's a lot of confusion about the voting process you know, you can vote by mail, you can vote in person early, you know, many weeks before an election. It has gotten confusing uh, to some people, but I think we're starting to, to navigate that uh, a little bit. And, you know, it, it, it makes it so much more difficult. It's always been difficult to predict what's going to happen on any given election day. But, you know, this year in particular, you know, just coming off, we're not quite over the pandemic yet, but we're past the peak of the of the pandemic. So things are somewhat getting back to normal, at least in terms of the voting process. Mm-hmm. But in terms of the polarization the pandemic has left in its wake, it is really hard to know who's most motivated to get out and vote on Election Day. This is as one of one of the most unpredictable elections I can recall in recent memory. 
I agree with that. And of course, I believe it is because of what has happened in 2016 to today. And it's been a real challenge for the young people, especially those that are just now starting to vote. Some of them are thinking, why? When I'm watching all of these other generations who have been uh, voting for so long, and I don't see why it's necessary. It's really sad. Now, let's talk a little bit about the most important statewide races. Of course, Governor Tim Walz versus uh, Dr. Scott Jensen. Um, I, I don't understand how some people get um, to the point of those that they want to become um, uh, or to, to win their race. And I don't quite understand how we um, successfully talk about it because so many people are staunch within their beliefs, right? They stick to it. They're going to be who they are, whether you like it or not. It used to be a time we could have conversations on the radio and television and just talk together, talk through it. And that seems to be a real challenge, not just for the governor, but the attorney general, the secretary of state, the state auditor, Congress District 2 with Angie Craig, which we've been seeing all of these commercials. Tell us why these are statewide races that are very important. Well, you know, they're obviously important in that it's been 16 years since a Republican has won a statewide race in Minnesota. Uh, Mm -hmm. Tim Pawlenty was the last one uh, to win a statewide race for the Republican Party. And the political world, believe it or not, is even more polarized now than it was back in 2006. A lot of this started as far back as 2000 and even beyond that. But in 2000, of course, we had the uh, the recount and the very close race between Al Gore and George W. Bush, which I think started a lot of this mistrust in elections that continues now today. And so it's when it comes down to these statewide races, you have Republicans who make up about 35 percent of the likely voters. You've got Democrats who make up about 35 percent and you've got about, you know, 25 to 30 percent who identify as as independent. And those people who are Republicans or Democrats, uh, they're not likely to waver in the, the, the conversations you talk about. Those are not likely to influence them. They're going to vote Democrat or Republican regardless of who the person is. The battle is for those people who consider themselves independent, who are willing to vote for a Democrat or a Republican. And that's the key to success in any of these races is getting to those people. Yet this year, I have not heard much about the independents. Have you? Well, you, you know, you, we always hear about the independents in, in our in our polling. Uh, it, you, you can usually tell who is leading any given race by who's winning the battle for uh, the independents, because each of the candidates, the Republican and the Democrat, are generally going to get at least 90 percent of their Republican or Democratic Party base to support them. The key is who can win the independents. Let's take the attorney general's race, for instance. Our latest KSTP Survey USA poll had Jim Schultz, the Republican, leading by seven points, uh, largely because he had a fairly significant lead among independents whereas Ellison and Schultz both held on to, you know, roughly 90% of their party base. The key is who's leading among the independents. Schultz, in this case, in that poll, is leading. Therefore, he's also leading the overall race. But you're right in terms of we, we don't have the independent candidates like we've had in the past. We don't have a, a Jesse Ventura 
or a Tim Penny or a Tom Horner, uh, some of it, Peter Hutchinson, some of these people who have, have waged pretty strong independent uh, candidacies statewide. Uh, we're not seeing that this year in all of the statewide races. It's pretty much a Republican against a Democrat. Right. And that's what people are really focusing on that I know. I can only speak of those that I've spoken to. And by the way, sir, um, I must ask you about what has happened with the dark money um, in the last two big presidential elections. You know, there, there was so much talk about dark money. Um, but here we are with the midterms, and I haven't heard, heard much about the dark money and what is happening with it. We used to be upset, absolutely furious here in the great state of Minnesota when they talk about this dark money. There was dark money even in the school board elections. It was ridiculous. Do you remember that? Yeah, and, I, and by dark money, just to make sure I, I we're talking about the same thing, I think you're talking about Money coming from from the outside, not raised mm-hmm. by either of the candidates. It's money being spent by interest groups or individuals trying to influence races. Uh, is, is that how you're defining the, Absolutely. the dark money? Absolutely. So th- this year, I just did a, a short story on Friday about let's take the second district congressional race, for instance. Uh, they have set a new record in outside money or dark money, if you want to call it that. Uh, about $18 million, $18.6 million, I think, in one congressional race. That is a new record for the state of Minnesota. The old record was set two or four years ago in the, I think it was the 8th District, where $15.1 million was spent. And, and that's just the the outside money. That's not including the other 10 or $12 million that's been raised by the candidates themselves. That race for one congressional seat, one House seat, is probably going to generate thirty million in spending, and at least eighteen. I think that number will probably, by the time the final reports come in after the election, will probably be our first twenty million dollar race with outside money. The only race that has raised more than that was in two thousand eight, the Al Franken Norm Coleman race that we all remember that ended up in that protracted mm-hmm. recount. $24 million came into that, but that's a Senate race, so that's statewide money. And But to have so much money spent in just one congressional district really is remarkable, and it's happening all over the country. We're talking billions of dollars total. Yeah, and, and it's been happening for a while now. I think people have gotten used to it, but the challenge for me is I see it as purchasing um, a seat, you know, you're purchasing well, a seat. And, that's how I see it. Yeah, and, in, in, you know, in some ways, that's what they're let, – let's take the Alliance for a Better Minnesota, for instance. They back uh, Democratic candidates, and uh, they have spent, I think – and, again, the final reports won't be in until after the election, but the last pre-election report, I think they have spent uh, over $13 million primarily trying to influence – the governor's race, you've, I'm sure if you've watched TV for even five minutes in the last two months, you cannot miss an ad attacking Scott Jensen. They've had a series of seven ads that they have been airing, and they have spent uh, $13 million on these ads and other efforts as well. Uh, it's a remarkable amount of money all targeted at one candidate. 
And again, Minnesota is not isolated in this. This is happening in state after state. I was just down in Iowa a couple days ago. The ads down there are blanketing the airwaves just like they are up here. Some of it from the candidates, some of it from these outside groups. Well, I, I would also add that Tim Walsh has also been attacked, right? He has been attacked. And these oh, commercials, no, he, and he, as we watch it all happen, I'm sorry, go ahead. Yeah, he's he's been attacked, but not nearly, uh, not even close to the level Scott Jensen has in terms of the amount of money that has been spent against him. Uh, money uh, uh, spent against Governor Walls might total a couple million uh, and it's been 13 million against Jensen just from one group. There are other groups as well, but I'm just the Alliance for a, a, a Better Minnesota is by far the, the biggest. And a lot of that money coming from outside the state of Minnesota. So you're very comfortable with the way we do elections here in the state of Minnesota, correct? Well, that's a, that's a broad question. Um, I'm, I, I, I think our elections have been uh, fair. I think they've been secure. Uh, they, uh, there will occasionally be uh, some fraud here and there, isolated individual cases. There is no evidence of any widespread fraud. In fact, not just not in Minnesota, but really anywhere in the country, despite what some people will, will try to have you believe. And so from, from that standpoint, uh, I don't think that there is anything nefarious going on in the conduct of our elections. Mm-hmm. And in terms of the money, it's not really up to me to decide whether that's good or bad. I just cover it and let people know what's happening so they can decide for themselves whether they think it's good or bad. You know, we do have a public campaign finance law in the state of Minnesota that if the candidates agree to it, they don't raise all that big money and then they accept public funding. Governor Walls opted out of that so he could raise unlimited amounts of money. Scott Jensen agreed to it, so he also was not subject to the caps because Governor Walls decided not to abide by him. So Scott Jensen was given, I think, a little over a half million dollars for his campaign from uh, from uh, public funding, and then he could also raise as much money as he wants. But that's because one candidate opted out of the system. So it's maybe that law needs tweaking. Maybe there needs to be more incentive for candidates to agree to uh, to uh, some sort of a public funding mechanism, because maybe that would make them more willing to debate and actually speak to voters so they can compare and contrast the the issues. Because right now, a lot of that is not happening because people are just trying to throw money at these campaigns and conduct them through television ads instead of through debates. And they've done this for a very, very long time, sir. And I think all sides, all sides have been affected and infected by it all. And that's what's very frustrating to me. I wish we had more time, Tom. I'm so glad that you came, um, uh, that you joined us tonight. Now, I do want to mention that you all should tune in on Tuesday night for coverage of all the races from this year's election. Adam Carter and Blos Oyson host Minnesota Votes that's starting at 8 p.m. right here on News Talk 830. And make sure you tune in to listen to Tom Heilzer when he is filling in right here. Here at WCCO. Sir, thank you so much for joining me tonight. Okay, well, you have a great night. Thanks, Gerald. You're welcome. Bye-bye. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours 
and great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 